0: Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lee an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello my beautiful friend, welcome or welcome back. Today is a extremely rainy morning and I'm sipping on some hot, hot coffee and I'm so excited to dive deep into this conversation all about finding yourself. What it means to find yourself and offer some ways to go about doing just that. And I am very much in the trenches with you. I am still on my journey of finding myself and standing in my true nature. And I feel that every day I learn something new about myself that I didn't know before. And so I offer you this discussion as much as I'm reminding myself of these things as well. So first, what does it mean to find yourself? To me, finding yourself can mean so, so, so many different things. For example, who are you? What do you want? What lights you up? Why are you here? What is your gift back for the gift of life? What lessons do you need to learn in this lifetime? All of these things contribute to what it means to find yourself. But I believe that life is less of a becoming and more of an unfolding. And so you're not really finding yourself at all. I don't like the word finding because you don't need to find something that isn't lost. You already know who you are. This is more of a remembering of your divine truth. When you came to earth, when you incarnated in a human body, you chose to forget. And you chose to undergo this human experience in order to master what you have yet to master. In order to learn the lessons and integrate all that you're meant to integrate in this lifetime. And so you're not really finding yourself. You're more of reminding yourself of your truth. And speaking of, life is constantly encouraging you to stand in your true nature. And so the process of finding yourself is really an innate journey. Even if you didn't put any thought to it at all, just by the process of living this human experience, you would be finding yourself. You would be going on this bigger journey. And that's really what it is, right? It's a journey. Everything you experience here, is to guide you to become more and more like your authentic self. Including the difficult times, including the challenges, they are all given in love. And so growing and evolving is a lifelong process. We will constantly be shedding old versions of ourselves and meeting new versions of ourselves. The work is never done, but that's also the beauty of this life. That's also the beauty of getting older and finding your passions and discovering your purpose. It's all part of this bigger journey of aligning with your truth and learning lessons. And another beautiful aspect of this journey is that it can look completely unique for every single soul. No one person has to go through the exact same process in order to find themselves. This is such an individualized process, and that's really the beauty of it. And so, when I sit here and offer you advice for how to find yourself, there are going to be more broad things or things that I implement that really help me. But more than anything, I want this conversation to get the gears moving in your mind to start thinking about, okay, like, who am I? Have I been moving the energy in my life at a faster rate, a slower rate? Am I at a standstill? Do I feel stuck? What do I know about myself now? What do I want to know about myself in the future? What aspects of this existence light me up? What aspects of this existence do not feel me at all? I want this conversation to kind of get you thinking And it's less of a, you need to do this, this, this in order to find yourself, and more of a reminder that you are here in order to become more and more in alignment with your true nature and your authentic self. And so, are you doing that? Well, first, before I jump into the how to find yourself aspect of this discussion, I want to talk about two terms that were introduced to me through my ITA energy medicine training that I find so, so relevant, especially for this topic. And so the first two words I'm going to introduce to you are the I am and the I am not. So in simple terms, the I am aspect relates to anything that affirms the true authentic self and the I am not relates to any aspect of self that no longer serves you. So what does that mean? When I sit here and I say, who are you? If you were to write down on a piece of paper, I am blank, what would come up? For a lot of people, this is a question I ask my clients, sometimes they go the label route, the identity route, and it's like, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a soccer player, I'm a straight A student, whatever it may be. Or some people go the adjective route, I'm kind, I'm compassionate, I am driven, I'm determined, I'm courageous, all of those things. And when I ask you who are you, sometimes people pause and they don't know. And I feel like that is the answer that shows the most development because it shows that who you are cannot be put into a word in the English language. It's not possible. You cannot put all that you are into a tiny label. It doesn't make sense. It just, it's only a fraction, a little tiny piece of who you are. It's a symbol trying to represent who you are, but it's so not who you are. Who you are, I, I can't even say a word for it because it doesn't exist. You know who you are. You know in your heart. You know that feeling of alignment. You know when you're standing in your true nature. And then you also know when you're not. And so the I am and the I am not is who are you? Are you standing in your truth? Or are you not standing in your truth? That's really what it means. And so when you go about your day and you go throughout your life, pause every once in a while and ask yourself, am I standing in my I am? Am I standing in my truth, in my alignment? Or am I standing in my I am not? So for example, when you're really busy, but your sister calls you and she's having a hard day and she really needs to talk to you, You drop what you're doing and you talk to your sister and you're standing in your I am. But now let's say you had a really hard day at work or school and you come home and you take it out on your family. You're rude, you're snippy, you're not very nice and you just kind of project your stress and your bad day on them. That is you standing in your I am not. And what we want to do with this information is we want to use this just to develop deeper awareness of why we are acting certain ways and when we're acting in alignment and when we're not and we want to approach the I am not with complete compassion and non-judgment. You are not doing anything wrong by acting in your I am not. You are not bad, this is not horrible, what, whatever. All you have to do is stop fueling the I am not and instead fuel the I am. So if you find yourself going down the I am not path, just pause and turn around and go down the I am. Easy peasy, no need to get upset at yourself, all is well. And I want to introduce another term because I see it a lot in this media culture of spirituality and self-development, and that is the shadow self. There are a lot of different opinions on the shadow self, a lot of different ways people implement it into their self-development journeys, and I'm going to give you the ITA understanding of the shadow self and the definition that I really like to hold on to. So first off, we are currently living in a duality expression of consciousness. So good and bad, light and dark, whatnot. The shadow self is the darker aspects of our character. And it is an inherent part of what we are because we are living in this duality expression. So it's not something that we can ever try to separate ourselves from. It is attached to us because we are in this existence and we're living this expression. But it is not something to be feared. That's the important part. We can't separate from it. It's a part of us because we're living this human experience and it is not something to fear. Instead of judging, rejecting, suppressing, or overindulging in these shadow aspects, we are actually meant to identify, understand, master, and integrate our shadow self. We are to acknowledge it with non-judgment and then consciously choose to stand in our I am rather than our I am not. To me, the shadow self is just an expression of the I am not. I make mistakes all the time. I am not always the nicest person. And I'm someone who, in this lifetime, am learning patience. That's one of my big lessons. And so sometimes I get impatient. And that happens when I'm over-emotional or whatever it may be, or if I'm overwhelmed. And so what I've been really learning to do is be like, okay, like I'm not going to get mad at myself that I'm getting impatient or worked up what I'm going to do is I'm going to acknowledge why I'm spiraling a little bit in my lower emotions and then I'm going to do the practices and the tools that I know that will get me out of this spiral and into alignment with my truth, into alignment with my I am. And that to me is the biggest process of finding yourself, of finding who you truly are. Because through this process of acknowledging the shadow aspects of yourself and acknowledging when you're not standing in your I am and not standing in your truth, that is when you learn, oh, okay, like, what am I here to learn in this lifetime? These patterns are reoccurring. They're coming up for a reason. Let's dive deeper into why they are. And it also shows you how to get out of it and shows you how you get back into alignment. And that is great information as far as finding yourself as well. Because I find the challenges we face and the difficulties that arise, sometimes they're part of our purpose. Sometimes we get tested in certain things because learning that on a deeper level, mastering that aspect of existence is part of how we're supposed to serve the world. And so I think that appreciating the challenges and the times when you're not standing in your truth, rather than judging them or rejecting them, is one of the best ways that you can get closer to alignment. So now I wanna discuss some ways that you can find yourself or increase the speed in which you discover yourself and align with your truth in this lifetime. And like I said, this is just my opinion. It's what I've seen work with my clients, with myself. Things that I feel would just resonate as truth for me. But if they don't resonate as truth for you, that's totally fine. Just let it go. And like I said, you don't need to do anything in order to find yourself just living this existence with an open mind and an open heart. You will go on this journey. So with that said, let's just dive right into it. So the first thing I have on my list here is to rewire limiting beliefs. Your limiting beliefs are preventing you from standing in your true nature because they are false. They are stuck in your subconscious and your subconscious thinks they're truth and it's presenting it into your reality. It's attracting things you don't want into your field and it's causing thoughts and emotions that don't align with your truth. And so what you want to do is you want to acknowledge when limiting beliefs are present and you want to rewire them. Something that I said to my client yesterday that really resonated with her and I really want to share with you guys is this whole trail in the woods idea of the neural pathways in your brain. So now imagine your brain as the woods and you're constantly going down this one path so many times that you've created a really easy path to go down. Like there's no trees on the ground, it's just dirt, and you just go down this path all the time, it's like second nature and it's easy. And then the rest of the woods is just overgrown with trees and there's snakes on the ground and, you know, it's the woods. And so if this path is limiting belief, if this path is a negative, if it's not truth, what you need to do is you need to stop going down that path, stop going down that thought process, stop engaging in those behaviors that align with that aspect. And so you want to stop going down the path that you've made in the negative And you want to instead create a new pathway in the woods. But this is the hard part. This is when it's really challenging. The beginning's really hard because you naturally want to go down the path that's already been made, right? It's easy. Like there's nothing stopping you from walking. But if you try to make a new path, there's everything stopping you in your way. But eventually, the more times you go down this new path in the positive, the more the pathway reveals itself and. The less you go down the negative pathway, the more the negative pathway overgrows and then the positive pathway becomes the one where the path is super easy to go down because you've walked over it so many times that you've created this pathway. So that's what you have to do with the neural pathways in your brain. You have to stop thinking and stop engaging in the things that are firing up the negative and instead you need to start firing up the positive, start creating new neural pathways in your brain. And my favorite phrase is opposite actions. It's something I learned in cognitive behavioral therapy. So if you have a thought and it's a negative, you can just do the opposite action of what you would do. So for example, if I have a negative thought that no one likes me and I'm not going out with my friends because I feel like they're going to judge me, well, you know that's false. You know that's a limiting belief. And so do the opposite action. The opposite action is being okay, I'm going to go for an hour And if I don't like it, I can leave, but at least I'm leaving my house and I'm going to see my friends. And then if I have a good time, I'll stay. If I'm not having a good time, I'll leave. But you have to do those opposite actions in order to create those new neural pathways in your brain. So the second thing on my list of how to find yourself is to shut out the voices of other people. Other people's opinions are reflections of their own internal belief systems. They literally have nothing to do with you. However, sometimes the universe uses the people around us to communicate messages to us so i tell you to use your discernment when it comes to the opinions of others you will know when a message has been sent to you and when someone is speaking based on their own life experiences and if they're speaking based on their own life experiences and it doesn't resonate with you then don't take that information there are so many people that are projecting their own limiting beliefs and their own insecurities on others because that's what makes their subconscious mind feel safe and they're not wrong for doing that they're not bad people It's just when you're not self-aware of the thoughts in your mind and what's true and what's not true, it's really easy to get offset and then to project those onto other people. And so I say if you're on this journey of finding your truth, take what people say with a grain of salt. If it sparks something in you and it resonates, then dig deeper on that. But you don't have to take all of the opinions of your friends and families and strangers to heart. What's more important is listening to your own intuition. The third thing for how to find yourself is to get outside your comfort zone. That's the only way you will grow. Sometimes the things in life that are going to propel you forward in the most magical way are the scariest freaking things you could ever engage in, let me tell you. Starting this podcast was scary. Starting my Instagram was scary. Dropping out of NYU was so scary. Going on vacation alone, terrifying. But all of these things have made me more of who I am. There were so many times when it would would have been just easier to stay in my comfort zone. It would have been safer to just sit in my bed with a book, a cup of tea, and just forget that I have a purpose here and a life to live. But that's not what's going to help me. If I stayed in that comfort zone place, I would have felt complacent. I would have felt stuck. I wouldn't have felt as alive and happy and joyful and of service as I am standing here today. And so I say follow your passions even if they're scary. Because your passions are breadcrumbs that will lead you to your purpose. And the more you find your purpose, the more you stand in your true nature and the more you find yourself on a whole completely different level. And also allow yourself to make mistakes. Oh gosh, the whole perfectionism plague. It's ridiculous. You are not here to be perfect. You are literally here to make mistakes. That's the point. So if you try to just be perfect, you're preventing yourself from learning and growing through the mistakes you're here to make. I've made so many mistakes. I'm sure I'll continue to make more mistakes. And the whole point is that we learn from them and that through getting the energy moving in the right direction okay yeah maybe we'll hit a setback but at least the energy is still moving the i can't remember the number but the next thing on my list for how to find yourself is to create more stillness and presence in your life how are you supposed to get to know yourself how are you supposed to find yourself if you don't spend quality time with yourself right i mean How are you supposed to get to know your friend if you only hang out with a group of like 20 people and everyone's talking at once you're never going to form those deep connections but if you spend one on one time with people if you go out to lunch if you go watch the sunset if you go to a workout class together and then get smoothies afterwards like all of these things help you know someone better and form that bigger bond and so you need to do those things with yourself you need to spend some alone time spend some time in meditation or spend some time journaling really asking yourself the big questions That's how you're going to find yourself. You're not going to find yourself if you're always in a crowd. So sometimes it may be uncomfortable to spend alone time with yourself or to really look at yourself in the mirror. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because a lot of things come up that you don't want to look at. But those are the things that you have to look at. It comes back to getting out of your comfort zone. You have to find stillness and presence in order to find your truth. And then the last thing I have for how to find yourself is Always keep the movement going no matter what season of your life you are in. Some seasons may have a lot of movement. Maybe you're going off to college, you just broke up with your boyfriend, you're creating new friends. A lot of movement, a lot of growth, a lot of change. And maybe some seasons don't have a lot. Maybe it's winter. Maybe you just went through a really hard time and so you're healing from that and so you're really giving yourself the space to just be. And maybe there's not a lot of movement as far as growth, but there's still some movement there. The thing is, it's okay if the movement slows down. That's part of the natural seasons and cycles of our life. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to get stuck. You don't want to come to a standstill. You always want to keep moving forward. So for example, you know the tortoise and the hare race? Well, you don't always need to be moving at the hare speed. You don't always need to be sprinting through life. Sometimes it's totally okay to move very slowly like a tortoise throughout life. It's just knowing when to slow down and when to speed up and making sure that you're never stopping completely. Because if you stop the movement of energy and the flow of experiences, then you're not growing and you're not on that journey of finding yourself. But if you always keep the movement going in some capacity, if you're always learning more about yourself, getting a little bit outside your comfort zone, digging deeper on the big questions in life, then you're always going to find yourself discovering more and more of who you truly are. So those are my tips for how to find yourself. That was a little inside scoop of how I find myself and go on this journey. And this also concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling podcast. I am so, so, so grateful to have this space where I can talk about these things with you. And I really want to hear your opinions on this topic. I really like the conversation aspect of podcasts, but I don't love that it's such a one-way communication forum. And so I really, really would love if you DM'd me your thoughts on any of these topics, DM'd me podcast recommendations. I love talking to you guys and diving deeper on like in a two-way discussion. You know what I mean? Because I love talking. That's why I have a podcast. But I also want to talk with you guys. And so please DM me if you have any thoughts. I would love to hear them. And one more thing before I say goodbye. I would just like to say that ITA Bundles Round 2 is open until May 14th. It is discounted ITA alignments and counseling calls labeled with a specific intention, whether it be self-love and self-worth, managing stress and anxiety, or rewiring limiting beliefs within the subconscious mind. Round 2 was so transformational for so, so many of my clients. And with popular demand, I opened up a new bundle, the Self-Love and Self-Worth Bundle, because that's something that is so important. That is the foundation of literally everything. If you don't have self-love and self-worth, it's really hard to find yourself. And if you have these limiting beliefs in your head, it's really hard to keep the energy moving in the right direction. And then also if you're stressed and anxious, that's when you become stuck. That's when you become like a perfectionist. And so all of these bundle topics relate to finding yourself in some way. And so if you want to know more about the bundles, please go to my Instagram, everything's there. My website's also linked below, everything is also there. I. I'm so looking forward to seeing you in sessions and so looking forward to talking to you more in the future. So with that said, I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic and I will talk to you soon. Bye.